You're listening to the Eat Scripture Podcast with Eric and Gina Robinson. We're doing a series on the Psalms. Mm -hmm. Walking through the Psalms. And today we are doing Psalm 31. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why we picked this one, but there's not a bad one. (laughs) I actually, more than anything, I picked it because of uh, verse five, which when we get to, you know, we'll talk about that and how much it sounds like Jesus's words, but. Yeah, that's me and my, my eyes were there and I thought, okay, if, if there's anything here that he's trying to pull us toward, let's let's plumb those depths. There's, they're just all good. And so it's hard for me when we pass over. I thought we were doing 30 and I read it and I was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's 31. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yes, you're right. 30 is so beautiful, so wonderful. But but yeah, boy, we're making hard choices. So. We Maybe are. we'll come back and do some of the rest Could of them be. later. Could be. But yeah. for right now, we're going to do 31. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're listening and you have not, don't know much about our ministry, mm-hmm. you can go to our website at eatscripture.com. Yep. There's some information there. If you have questions or want to know about groups that meet um, mm-hmm. here in Lubbock, mm-hmm. you can make contact with yeah, us. You can do certainly... the website or mm-hmm. send us an email, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a donate button if you're interested in partnering with us in this ministry. Oh yeah, and um, we're we're having a great time. It's very exciting to yes. be able to help people dig deeper into Scripture. Yes. So, with no further ado, let's get going on <laughs> chapter great. thirty-one. So that sounds awesome. Let's uh, take a quick look. I think we'll start by maybe just reading through the entirety of this thing. I know it's a it's definitely not obviously the longest psalm or even close to it, but maybe a little longer than a couple we've done already. But let's read through the whole thing and then we'll start piecing it apart a little as we talk about it. All right. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress, and for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net they have hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love, because you have seen my affliction You have known the distress of my soul, and you have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and body also. For my life is spent with sorrow, and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity, and my bones waste away. Because of all my adversaries, I have become a reproach especially to my neighbors, and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have been forgotten like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many, terror on every side, as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. O Lord, let me not be put to shame, for I call upon you. Let the wicked be put to shame. 
Let them go silently to Sheol. Let the lying lips be mute, which speak insolently against the righteous in pride and contempt. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and work for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. In the cover of your presence, you hide them from the plots of men. You restore them in your shelter from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his steadfast love to me when I was in a besieged city. I had said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. But you heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried to you for help. Love the Lord, all you his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Hmm. Strong and courageous, we end with, which always reminds me of Joshua chapter Mm 1. And all those who are following Jesus into the new land are called on to be that. Very much like he, of course, was the perfect example of that as he truly went before us into the new land. And that meant he took all the hardship on himself. Mm -hmm. I think this... This um, psalm has a lot of language that is in a lot of the other psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, he's using these a lot of the same phrases They're and words. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is very much a almost a lament mm-hmm. uh, and a yeah, it is. cry for God's help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he's is. trusting him. He's right, putting there's his trust, trust in here, him, obviously. Yes. But he is definitely in some major distress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Lamenting that. Now, by the end, we're hearing, you know, him talk about how the Lord is always faithful and, and preserves those who love him and that kind of thing. But yes, there's you, you've got this even in verse 24, this call to just be strong, though all you who wait, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a waiting mm-hmm. um, that takes place whenever the Lord comes to you. It will often be after you right. enduring uh, a lot of what, whatever that may be, whatever right. trial or like circumstance. He's never early, but he's always on time. Right on time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And we don't, boy, you don't see that when you're in the early stages and you're just wondering, when is this going to yes. end? Um, you just think, feel like God's late and he's not. He's not. We need to remember he's that. He's not going to show up. Mm-hmm. And I also think that a psalm like this is almost, for me, it sounds like a rehearsing of what you know, even when you don't feel it, Mm -hmm. you know, he's really struggling here, but he's rehearsing the things he knows, Mm -hmm. uh, like a mantra almost to Mm -hmm. remember. Yes. God, God is here. He is, he has delivered me. He will deliver me again. He hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's still the same, even though my circumstances may have changed. And so I think we would do well to do those things as like David did mm-hmm. um, when we're in a place where we feel like he's not there. Mm-hmm. If we could rehearse the things we do know, even if we don't feel it. Mm-hmm. So, Oh yeah. I feel the same way. Um, and, and so I think, I think we are hearing that, that kind of a good song to stay in just because we know things will come and we will want to be mm-hmm. well schooled in this way of understanding and in just trusting that the Lord is going to be there um, and that we can always put our cares on him 
as we enter into this psalm, I'll just say, first of all, that this is um, this psalm has 10 times mentioned or mentions the name of Yahweh, uh, which I always think is is neat when we get into that seven or 10 range. Um, it's probably extremely specific on the uh, part of the psalmist. He knew exactly what he was doing in most of those cases. Mm -hmm. He knew exactly how he was putting it right. down. And so here for us to have 10, a seven or a 10 is very, very big in their understanding the, the perfect numbers, um, perfect spiritually if for number seven and then 10 was perfect ordinally um, and go together, of course, sometimes to even make greater and more wonderful ideas and subjects. But here we're getting that 10 Ten times the word Yahweh is used. We shouldn't be surprised, I guess, uh, that he would do that. Right. It's not an accident. No, by no. I means. know it may seem like it, and you may still think it, but but really, stick once with you see us it enough, because you see it enough, you know yeah. it's not an accident. Yeah. He's once you see it enough, David is quite a poet. Yeah. He knows how to put it all together. Yep. So he's starting by asking himself, asking that the Lord not allow him to be put to shame. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in your righteousness, deliver me. If he's put to shame, he, he sees that as also a hit against God, against right. his Lord. Um, and so, but he's asking for God not to allow him to be shamed in that way, but to come to his deliverance, which he's trusting, putting it like we've already said, kind of trying to put all his heart into that idea that God's certainly going to be here for me, which generally he, I think is able to do, but then there are difficult times right. too. And even to back that him. up in verse three, he says, for your name's sake, mm -hmm. uh, that's a common refrain mm -hmm. in all of scripture, but yeah. God saved me for your name's sake yes. so that you won't be shamed because yes. if I'm shamed, that reflects badly on me. People you. will say, well, his God obviously couldn't do anything about it. That Yahweh must not be much of a right. much of a help when you need him. Who mm -hmm. knows where he is? So, yeah. So, definitely, David is saying, it's for your name's sake that I would like for you to work. Um, lead me and guide me in that case. Verse 33. Right. Lead me and guide me for your name's sake. Me, me, make me one who people look at and say, wow, look look how that reflects on his God. His right. God must want him to do things like that. Be led to do things like that. Um, he's calling for God to incline his ear and to rescue speedily. Right. Rescue speedily. That's the sense of him leaning down. Mm-hmm. Uh, to our level to hear us come down here yes yeah please. Your ear to me oh man yeah i hear the great god of heaven kind of leaning over toward to where he can be right very attentive to you um that's the picture that we're getting so mm -hmm. what a beautiful picture that is and then be a rock of refuge and a strong fortress in verse two this is to, again his picture of god okay he's one who leans down he's also at the same time an unshakable fortress right. um, can't be moved. He just right. is an utter and perfect place to stay and be kept secure. And that's what the psalmist wants. We want yes. that from our God. Of that's course. what we want to believe that you are my rock and my fortress. Verse three, that's you. You know, and that so rescue God. me speedily is um, like quick, save me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you said that was like in Hebrew, there's just, it, it even breaks the the cycle that the we've had. of Rhythm. Rhythm. It's uh, instead of three beats there, it's two. Yeah. Because it's just emphasizing the urgency of that request. Yes. Yes. So, kind of a quick save. Yes. 
idea. Yeah. Come on, say, you know, and so it even breaks the pattern of the poem because he wants you to see how desperate the psalmist is for God to come hurriedly, hurriedly and get him. Yeah. Um, and so then we we're moving on now. Verse four, you take me out of the net they have hidden for me. Mm -hmm. So the trap. These people who are against him are deceptively trying to uh, catch him mm -hmm. in something. Um, no way I can. I, I just, because I know what's coming in verse <laughs> yeah. five. I have to hear this and I can hear right. Jesus. Uh, they, they set a trap for him right. and they we felt know, like they caught him. We know this is um, a Psalm that David wrote about his life. And he definitely had times in his life when he would have people were after way. him. Yeah. He was on the run. It was scary. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that all makes sense yeah, on that level. Turning him in. Yep. But as we read through this, Mm -hmm. Just imagine Jesus in this situation because this was his situation. Yeah. And since we have the very words that he spoke on the cross yes. in this psalm, psalm. it's even more um, a Kinda, reason for us to read it that way. Yes. Yes, it is. So it, it says they plotted against him. Mm -hmm. They set traps. They yeah. said this to trap him. So... Yep. This is very apropos. so right, and we've already talked about the Hebrew concept of remez, which you could use just one phrase to allude to a much bigger passage or ideal. And I think that could this could be another case of Jesus doing that from the cross into your hands, I commit my spirit, and your mind goes to certain psalms mm -hmm. or certain places in scripture. Hey, that sounds just like, and then you go and read that context again, and you right. realize how much more of it than just that sounds like what's happening to him. And that is that word there. Spirit is Ruach. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The same word right. that we get for spirit yep. from Genesis one. Right. Um, over and over. And I mean, I told you since there's so much military uh, illusion mm -hmm. in this first part of the Psalm, mm -hmm. I felt like it was, I just saw it as like, um, what did I say? Submission. Oh yeah. Completely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like I, the enemies are over here and you're over here. Somebody's going to capture me. So I submit to you. So God. I put my, yes. Put my spirit yes. in your hands. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And I trust that you're going to. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm going to fall in anybody's hands, I'd rather, uh, I want to fall into yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have redeemed me. Mm. Calling on that redemption yes. language. You have you know, bought me back as a slave, you know, I've been in which Jesus did. He yes. came as a slave, Paul says yes. for us. And ultimately God does redeem in that way. So uh, on the Jesus cross from, yes. Yeah. Not because he, he had sinned, but Yahweh faithful God. Mm -hmm. He's oh, been yes. faithful so, all the way through. Yeah. So I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols. He's down. It's <laughs> like, Oh, I can't even stand the idea of of getting close to an idol but i trust in yahweh he's right. the he's the, juxtaposition the juxtaposition there. to yes. that um, i will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love your covenant love that love that you have promised that will never end i know that that is what is for me that you have promised that to us yes. because you've seen my affliction and you've known the distress of my soul 
You've not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. And I think he has, you know, we can hear this psalm mixed with both what he's asking for from God and what he's remembering God has done for him Mm -hmm. in the past. And certainly Mm -hmm. he's experienced deliverance from God before. I think David has definitely right. already and now he's and jesus longing certainly to see that too. kind of thing again yeah. and jesus yes experiences that deliverance several times um and so very much applies to both be gracious to me O lord verse 9 for i'm in distress my eye is wasted from grief my soul and my body also my for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing my strength fails because of my iniquity and my bones waste away mm-hmm. can i can i go back real quick before mm-hmm. we talk about that and sure. just about this he's setting his feet in a broad place mm-hmm. that we kind of verse eight we said that but i i didn't say anything um i just again he's been talking about this trap that was set for him mm-hmm. traps and all this and i think setting his feet in a broad place, wide open spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a place where people can set traps easy. Oh yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. you can see the enemy. You get they to see can't it right out in the open. hide from you. Yep. And so I think there's safety in that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted Excellent. to point that out, but okay. On to verse nine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nope. That's a great thing. Uh, and so then we moved into this idea of him calling out for God's graciousness. He, you had said, uh, you had read at some point, um, Robert Alter, I think, talked about how eye, soul, and body are kind of a movement possibly through right. the whole body system. So starting at the eye and then the word nephesh, which is often translated soul, has a physical translation, a, a literal physiological yeah. translation, which would be neck yes, or, or throat. throat. And because so, that's where you're air comes the air is in the throat exactly air goes in and out through the throat yeah so it does absolutely so if he's going eye and throat and belly where it says body in our esv eye throat belly he's really covering covering in a sense the wholeness of his body it's all falling and suffering yes yes, right now from all that he's dealing with and possibly then even though alter didn't say this that would carry along into the word strength in verse 10 and then bones at the end of verse 10 and so every part of his physical being is just suffering with this weight that he's under right now yeah my life is spent with sorrow verse 10 and my ears with sighing oh he just this is all there is. We're hoping this is yeah. hyperbole. Not yeah. every moment does he feel this. And I think that's probably true. We're getting the hyperbole of poetry, but um, still much suffering is endured um, because of this. Now, again, this is our one place with this word iniquity that we might tend mm-hmm. to think in verse 10, that word iniquity, we might somebody might look at it and go, well, gee, Eric, Gina, how can you see Jesus in this? It's obviously got the, the mm-hmm. psalmist is talking about his right. iniquity there. Because he wasn't sinful, right? Yeah. But he did carry all of our sins. That's number one that I would point and out. That is that in burden. that worst moment of his ever, the worst yes. moment that he had to experience, he was bearing every bit of sin right. that people had ever and would ever commit and was um, at that time had become sin for us, Second Corinthians 5. 21 and so i would i would be 
very much wanting us to keep aware of that whenever we're reading mm-hmm. something like this from a Christ perspective. When when the psalmist is talking, surely that's his own iniquity that he's right. aware of. But even if I put it in Jesus's mouth, Jesus knew, Jesus in that sense mm-hmm. knew what it was like to bear iniquity. Right. And, and to, that's and, what our iniquity was doing to him. Yes. Yes. Our, our, our iniquity was the reason he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My strength fails be, uh, because of right. my iniquity, uh, because of the iniquity I carry in this, in this case. Uh, and also Alter had pointed out that in some of the, um, texts the original text mm-hmm. that it says my um what was it not sure my affliction oh, instead yes, right. of my iniquity right, so does. it yep. could be either one yeah in both the Peshitta and the Septuagint it turns out that they use the words uh in in my affliction yes. and so because the whole rest of the psalm this makes no only, reference right. to the sin or transgression of the psalmist. Right. Yeah. And so so they're not even sure that here was supposed to be that. And the words are very, very similar in Hebrew. And so it could e- could be that there isn't a, it's really to affliction. Not Either to way, iniquity. it works. Either way, it works. That's what I would point out. See Jesus it typologically. Yes. Yeah. So. So because of his adversaries, he's become a reproach, especially to his neighbors an object of dread to my acquaintances, those who see me in the street flee from me. That's so sad. Oh, man. Everybody's just Everybody hates him. Nobody wants to be close to him. Uh, It's very reminiscent of Job and Mm -hmm. his struggles. Yep. um, Yep. It's just, I can't imagine Mm. living like that. So in verse 12, I've been forgotten like one who is dead. Well, put that on Jesus. I mean, Mm -hmm. he does die. He actually does die. David, of course, is going to go on, I think, after this to live for Mm -hmm. quite some time. But I don't think this is the last thing he wrote. And plus, he wasn't (laughs) he wasn't dead when he wrote it. Um, But you can hear Jesus. Jesus does actually die and then come alive on the other side. This being forgotten, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. while you're alive. Yeah. Like when he was dead. So Mm -hmm. how we often we don't want to, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. It's like they're not here anymore, so we just go on with life, and they're not a part of our everyday decisions. Yes. So that's a sad thing. And then I become like a broken vessel, so like a broken pot. You just mm. throw it away and forget it. Yeah. You have to get a new one. You can't do anything with it. I'm useless. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I don't figure into anything in life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly. what he's saying here. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Very much. I'm just completely useless to people. People treat me as nothing. Yeah. Uh, And so, for I hear the whispering of many in verse 13, terror on every side as they scheme together against me as they plot to take my life. Well, this sounds just like Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 10. Jeremiah says this, For I hear many whispering, terror is on every side. Denounce him. Let us denounce him. Say all my close friends watching for my fall. Mm. That Jeremiah's really suffering there because of the message that God has given him, right. and he's having to proclaim it to the people. And at one and point, like he it. told them, "Terror <laughs> is coming on every side. There's mm-hmm. terror on every side." So they just made so that now that's become their byword for him. Yes, that's so. Oh, here come here he comes again. Oh, terror on every side. Terror on every side. And so, so Jesus, of course, had had a message of Jerusalem's destruction. 
Surely there were people who were like, oh, here he comes again. He's going to talk yeah. about how everything's going to be exactly. destroyed, whatever. He had a message that people didn't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same way. Certainly They're all whispering. whispering about him. Yep. And and scheming together mm-hmm. against him and plotting to take his life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very much. But I trust in you, O oh Lord. You are my God. Yes. I really think you probably hit it here when you got said if there's if this psalm is built chiastically which it more than likely is although mm-hmm. and, and definitely we found that in craigie craigie uh, peter craigie had a way of looking at this that he outlined it for us uh, dorsey david dorsey didn't have this one in his book either but um but when i this looked at it before like any middle. of that i thought this was the middle so yeah, yeah. Uh, just because you know it says it all again yeah. uh my enemies are trusting in their own strength yeah. But I, back to this verse, um, where did I have that? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm That's okay. lost my place here. Yeah. Uh, back to verse six, where it says, mm-hmm. those, I hate those who repay mm-hmm. or who pay regard mm-hmm. to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. Yeah. So it's this juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. His enemies are trusting in their own strength or in idols. Yeah. But he's declaring he's going to trust in God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I totally get it. And that this makes perfect sense to be Mm -hmm. a center in that way. I trust in you, Yahweh. And and it is actually the fifth out of 10 uses of Yahweh. It would work for I mean, even that would work as a pointer to help us get to the middle. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies. And from my persecutors, my times are in your hand. You've got all of my times yes. with you. You are You're sovereign. Yeah. And You're you sovereign. know. Yeah. I just, man, that yeah. sovereignty. Yeah. And then he calls on steadfast love of the Lord again in verse mm-hmm. 16. Save me in your steadfast love, that love that does not stop, that you have promised never to end. Um, oh, Lord, let me not be put to shame. He's using that word again. I don't want to be shamed because I call on you. Right. I call on you. So you're the one who always rescues. Don't let there be shame. I think there's a kind of a juxtaposition there of making your face shine on me. Like mm-hmm. we talked about in the Psalm. What was it? Psalm 27. Mm. We talked about his being in his presence and yeah. seeing his face. Yeah. That is juxtaposed with shame. Mm. Right. When we can't look at his face. Oh yeah. I see it. You know. Anyway. Let the lying lips be mute, which speak. Well, first of all, the ones do put shame. Let the wicked be put to shame. On the other hand, let me not be put to shame, but let the wicked be put to shame. Let them go silently to Sheol. So so he's uh, asking for shame to be put on them, obviously. Let lying lips be mute, which speak insolently insolently (laughs) against the righteous. Thank you, ESV, for putting that difficult word in there. And uh, in pride and contempt. Mm -hmm. So. Shut up those mouths that would speak against people who love you. Right. Let the wicked be put to shame. You, you were talking about that. Let them go silently mm, to Sheol. And then our... this next line, let the lying lips be mute. Yep. So it's matching that up. Yep. Shut them up. Man. So that they don't much. have a voice. Yes. Give them no voice. Let them not say anything. And this pride and contempt is going to come back in verse 23. So Okay. I'm not done with that concept. (laughs) How abundant is your goodness of which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked Mm -hmm. for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. 
Oh my goodness, yes. How abundant his goodness. Yeah. And that's what we have to remember. And that and word in there that's refuge is the same word that's used in verse one. Mm, so yeah. only two only those two places in right. the psalm. Yeah. It's, it says refuge a couple other places, right. but it's not the but same. But this word. is the word in right. Hebrew. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um Verse 20, in the cover of your presence, you hide them from the plots of men or the crookedness of mm -hmm. men, it really probably says. You store them in your shelter from the quarrel of tongues, strife of tongues, quarrel of yes. tongues. Um, those are probably the words there. But so he's the crookedness of men and the quarrel of tongues are parallels. Mm -hmm. yep. Same thing. Yes. And so the, the, the people that he is bestowing goodness upon or being hidden and covered. Right. Um, I really like that things. because of how many times it talks about God making our path straight mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to talk about the crookedness of men. We're crooked until he makes us straight. Mm -hmm. And so I like that word. <laughs> I like that word too. Yeah. And he does make crooked things straight. There's yes, a lot of that that's what he in does. the Bible where he makes mm -hmm. crooked things straight. Uh, blessed is the Lord for he has wondrously shown his steadfast love. Oh, there it is. There's our third time mm -hmm. of that word's usage uh, in this psalm again. Um, verse 21. And when I was in a besieged city, I had said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. But you heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried to you for help. Yes. So he's remembering that time that he's been in that besieged city before, feeling like surely all is lost. And yet he remembers then, too, that was when Yahweh came to his aid. Right. So he's trusting in that steadfast love, yeah. that love that never fails to keep to come to his rescue again. And we've talked about that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Love the Lord, all you his saints. So here comes our psalmist is now giving a charge to all those who listen and love, listen to and love Yahweh. Love him, all you his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. So there's that He's, pride in, that we saw up in... Um, that we saw uh, in the, the pride and contempt. Yes, in verse 18. Ago. Yep, verse 18. The haughtiness. Yep. So he, he's going to repay. There will be a repayment for mm -hmm. that as well. And then that last verse that I had already kind of made an allusion to, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord, a charge that they've been getting for a long time now, since the actually since the end of Deuteronomy and then again in the beginning of, of um, Joshua, where we have it said a few times there in, in quick succession, be strong and courageous, strong and courageous, strong and courageous. This is the kind of people God wants people who will strongly and courageously trust in him, have faith, enter the new land, conquering his name. Wait for his timing. Wait for his timing. Yep. Yep. Well, so the psalm has multiple pieces, obviously, and everything kind of just, um, everything is built and held together on the fact that this psalmist, yes, is in some suffering, but constantly puts his faith back in but Yahweh. But he can trust in God. Mm -hmm. He's yes. putting his trust there. So verse 14. God is worthy of his trust. Yep. And guess what? God is worthy of our trust. That's right. So. Yes. No matter how bad circumstance gets. Yes. We put our faith in him. Wow. Beautiful. We will continue with this series um, soon. And so we're just really glad that you're listening to us. And we hope that you have a great 
great few days, and we will talk to you again before Psalm you know it. Psalm 34 is next. Psalm 34, people, take a look. So. Okay. <laughs>